What is happening, ladies and gentlemen? It is episode 109 of the Movie Maniacs podcast, and today we're going to be talking about the latest Tom Cruise movie, Top Gun Maverick. Now, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, it has been a solid four years since Mission Impossible Fallout came out, the last Tom Cruise movie. Up until now, we have finally gotten the, I think, anticipated Top Gun Maverick. I think people were really keeping a close eye on this one because I think that there was something about where we just kind of wanted to see what exactly Tom Cruise and the writers and director behind it. What more did this universe have to offer us? And I remember we got this trailer all the way back in 2019. I remember it was around the same time Rise of Skywalker came out, and it's been about three years since that trailer was released. And that's a pretty crazy thing to imagine. I certainly couldn't even wrap my head around it for a while. I mean, things have just flown by really these past three years. And they've all kind of blurred together in a in a very interesting way, I think. But anyway, Top Gun Maverick felt like something that maybe a little refreshing. I, I didn't know whether or not it was going to be good or bad. It, it felt like it could be both. I mean... This was not a film that I think needed a sequel, but I think Tom Cruise apparently felt like there was more of a story to tell here, and we're going to get into whether or not I think that that is the case, whether or not this movie really did have to be made, and whether or not it warrants uh, a sequel. We're we're gonna we're gonna talk about that, but the let's talk about the reaction here first because the reactions from from people critics it's been overwhelmingly positive i mean much to a, a almost an, a crazy point where i doubted it could actually be as good as people were saying i mean it, the reactions were just crazy and believe it or not i'm gonna kind of go ahead and get my opinion out of the way it really is just as good as people have said and i won't try and you know and play coy with that because i mean this is a movie that i i've that I now unabashedly love. And I think a lot of people who have gone to see Top Gun Maverick are feeling a very similar feeling where this felt like such a surprising breath of fresh air, a wonderful combination of great 80s films, what made Top Gun so special. And I really talked about when I did my review for Top Gun by Tony Scott, it just had a certain atmosphere to it that felt so um, enjoyable and and pleasing to be in i just love being in that world it was cool the performances were fun the fighters the fighter jet sequences were fun it, it was just a fun film and i don't even think that a lot of movies are like that anymore modern day action movies have kind of moved on past that point where it's really not that type of fun anymore now i'm not saying movies aren't fun anymore but it's uh, top gun had a certain style to it a certain level of coolness and fun I know that I certainly missed that. I certainly missed having that feeling in a theater or just watching a movie. I don't feel like we get those types of movies anymore. And I think that's a really sad and unfortunate thing. What I love about Top Gun Maverick overall is that it feels like a wonderful combination of great older style cool movies 
And it also has a lot of the great modern sensibilities that movies have gained over the years that uh, have have made them uh, start movies better than movies of old. And it just hits that combination so well where it does a perfect job of of bringing back that style in about its purest form. I mean, just the opening credits of the movie are so fun. I it, the movie instantly jumps you into that into that world and that vibe again, where you kind of already feel like you were back in that that Top Gun universe. You're a part of that style again, but the movie doesn't just hold on to that style. It it evolves and it and it, it feels like a perfect character growth for Pete Mitchell for Maverick, the Tom Cruise character, and. By evolving, we get some more of those modern sensibilities that I do think work very well with the older Tony Scott style. And I think that the director here, Joseph uh, Kosinski, I think, uh, probably butchering that name, but he did a great job here uh, at, uh, at, at, at adding together those two styles. And I think together it makes for the funnest film or most fun the most fun film that I have seen this year. I mean, it really is just a blast from start to finish. Now, maybe not the best film that I've seen this year, but it's definitely the most fun time I have had in a theater. And I'm going to say that in some time. I don't think that a movie has been this fun and enjoyable from start to finish in a very, very long time. This movie feels like a breath of fresh air, hinting back to... I think Mission Impossible Fallout, which was a blast from start to finish. And I think that we cannot continue to talk about this movie if we don't discuss Tom Cruise. Because Tom Cruise is, I mean, whether you like the man or not, he's the reason this movie works. I mean, he clearly had a vision for what he wanted this movie to be. And he 100% goes after that vision. And, you know, I, I, my dad made a comment after we left the theater where we both kind of discussed that Tom Cruise may be underrated. At this point, he may be an underrated actor because I don't think that we always give this man the credit because he's a really good actor. And I think a lot of the time we just kind of say, oh, he's a he's got a fun note that he likes to play. And he just plays that note the whole time. And that's all Tom Cruise has. He's not a very great actor. He doesn't have a lot of range. I disagree. I think that Tom Cruise does have range in certain when he wants to. I think he has range when he wants to. Now, I don't think that he necessarily has shown that range in the past few years. I do think that he tried to with American Made, which is by the guy who did the the Bourne films, a few uh, the first Bourne film. And he also did Edge of Tomorrow, another really good Tom Cruise movie. Um, American Made is, I mean, a, a blast. I mean, a very, very fun film that I don't think a lot of people actually took the time to watch. Not many people saw it. I thought it was a really fun movie, though. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Tom Cruise ha is playing a, a different type of character than what we normally see him, and he has a lot of that swagger and charm, but he also is, uh, I think, doing a few different things than we normally see him, and I think that he has delivered great performances where he has had to stretch a lot. My favorite Tom Cruise movie is Collateral by Michael Mann and also starring Jamie Foxx. That's a movie where Tom Cruise plays a more sinister character, and he's a lot of fun in that movie. That's a really great movie. If you haven't seen Collateral, I highly recommend it. Uh, one of my favorite Michael Mann movies right underneath 
heat, which Patrick and I talked about last year. And I think that that's probably my favorite film of his right next to Mission Impossible Fallout, which I think is one of the all-time great action movies. I mean, that movie is so fun, so kinetic, and it felt like a breath of fresh air. Something about Tom Cruise has changed where he has – back in the 90s, he had a mission, and it was to work with the best of the best and make the best movies like that were – get him Oscars and get award award worthy discussions. And he wanted to work with the best of the best and, and be that star who was working with all the best people. And every Tom Cruise movie had the best director and the best cast and the best writers. I think that that was his main focus. And he was just trying to like make the best movies. And I think that something changed for Cruise and maybe it's because he did not win for Magnolia, didn't win for Jerry Maguire. I'm not sure what exactly clicked for him, but I mean, back in the 90s, he was making movies with Stanley Kubrick, Rob Reiner, Jack Nicholson, uh, uh, just all of the great, the great talents. And we don't necessarily see him do that anymore. And, and maybe it's because of Cruz's, you know, a personality on set. You know, he had the whole couch jumping thing on Oprah, which was not good. Then the Scientology stuff came out, which wasn't that good either. And, you know, we, we kind of heard that he was a little hard to work with at times. He and Brian De Palma had a bit of a banter back and forth where they weren't quite getting along. And I think the Cruz kind of left the big stratosphere for a while. And then he, he kind of came back and I think the Mission Impossible series was the series to do that, where he started to to focus on making movies that that pushed him to a physical limit in terms of, you know, he was just kind of going after, you know, doing the, the best stunts. Now he wanted to provide the most enjoyable movie, maybe not the best film, but the most enjoyable. And I think that's been his main focus this century. And that's what he's really been trying to do. And it's all been kind of predicated on the Mission Impossible films. But he's done other stuff. He did that Edge of Tomorrow where I think that was a really fun sci-fi film. Maybe not the greatest film of all time, but it was enjoyable. And I think that Tom Cruise has kind of shaped himself as the last great movie star because we don't have we don't have those Jean-Claude Van Dams, those Sylvester Stallones and Arnold Schwarzeneggers in, in the, the great stratosphere working today anymore they have kind of faded away and even though sylvester stallone is still doing great work with the creed films but he won't be in creed 3 this year uh he's still doing good work uh arnold hasn't really made a great film uh this century <laughs> he kind of died in the 90s and i don't know where jean-claude van damme is but those types of figures even i'll even throw the bruce lee's in there right those movie stars have faded and bruce willis i mean uh one of the one of the other last great movie stars uh, recently retired from acting. So you can kind of see that we are in this phase of the older great actors kind of falling out of style. I mean, listen, I mean, Brad, T Brad Pitt uh, turns 60 in a couple of years, Leonardo DiCaprio, you know, I, th these are other people that I would put as some of the last great movie stars. And they're, they, they certainly have a few more years left in them. I, for sure. Right. I mean, they're going to continue to give their great performances and so forth. And I think it's going to be a while before they fade out. But when it comes to action films, right, I mean, Tom Cruise is now the man. He is the man to get the job done. And without a doubt in my mind, if Tom Cruise is an action film, then I think that action film is going to be something worthwhile. And I think that Tom Cruise has to be given credit for that because he is completely focused on making movies that people want to see. But maybe sometimes – they don't always, you know, 
they don't even know that they want to see them. I think when we think of movies, we want to see, you know, the MCU, the big series. That's what comes to mind, right? But then all of a sudden, Tom Cruise comes along and he makes, I think, I can think of film like Mission Impossible Fallout that's better than any other MCU film, right? I think that's, that's loads better, more enjoyable, better action, better directing, better character work. I care about Ethan Hunt more than I do about a lot of new MCU heroes nowadays. That, no, I'm not saying that I care about him more than less of like a Thor or a Captain America or an Iron Man. But when I look at a lot of these new characters, I don't care about them as much. But Ethan Hunt is a character that I really do like. And I think he's a fun character to watch on screen. And then you've got this team of Simon Pegg and, and all of that. And they're, they're great characters. And then you got Rebecca Ferguson playing uh, uh, that, what's her, uh, Elsa, right? So he has kind of developed a certain team and a, a group of people that have worked really well for him. Particularly, I think of, you know, Christopher McQuarrie, who has now become, I think, one of the greatest action directors working today. Him paired up with Tom Cruise have given us great stuff. And I saw that he executive produced this film. And that was a great thing to see because I think you put his name on a film and there's going to be something a little bit different about it, something a little bit more enjoyable because I think he too has a certain sensibility to him that uh, he likes to make, fun films as well and that's one i just completely respect about tom cruise and listen there are a lot of things you can say about the man uh you know is the people you know he's dated all that kind of stuff he did with oprah that that was weird right the couch jumping and the scientology stuff which i'm, I'm just not a fan of i do not think that the scientology stuff is uh anything uh honorable to speak of but you know what I won't really stick on that for the rest of the episode because we're here to talk. We're here to talk about Tom Cruise as an actor, right? As an actor, I think he's a really, really fun personality. I mean, in just about every film of his, I think he's a fun guy to watch. Particularly now, he is just focused on making movies that people want to see, making the funnest, biggest movies, and he has kind of taken over this mantle as the, you know, Christopher Nolan back in 2020 said he was going to save theaters. And as much as I love Christopher Nolan, he didn't do that with Tenet. I mean, people didn't show up to Tenet except for like me and my grandmother. Right? <laughs> Not a lot of people showed up to Tenet. So it, Nolan didn't really do that. And I think that he is also one of the last directors who is making big movies that people are going to go see in a theater, but Tenet was not enough. It just didn't have that sensibility that was going to get people to go to theaters and it's an understandable thing because i mean now at this point if somebody tells me they're not going to go to a movie theater because of covid i kind of get a little skeptical like oh really i mean you're still i mean come on let's go i mean you know it it, it kind of has reached that level of absurdity but back in 2020 I don't think we were there yet, so I understand why people would not want to go to the theater at that time. Now, I'm, my dad and I, we go to the theater as much as possible uh, because, I mean, it's a really fun experience. And I put that as one of the things I enjoy to do. The, I enjoy doing the most, going to a theater, watching a really good film. And honestly, in 2021, that was the year I saw the most films ever. And I know that theaters have not been doing well, but I've been you know, going to movie theaters as, frequent, as frequently as possible. And... Tom Cruise is making these action films that I think people really do want to see. I, I think that that Mission Impossible movie, uh, Dead Reckoning, which I got to see the trailer for in the IMAX theater, which was just an awesome experience as well. I think that's going to be a movie that a lot of people show up to see. And I already, Top Gun Maverick, it's getting these great reviews. I mean, I've been seeing videos on YouTube. Veterans are crying and men are crying, you know. And and then, you know, I, don't, I know it sounds like an old-fashioned, uh, dumb statement to make, but uh, we don't really get movies that – that I don't know really uh, hit that way anymore, if you know what I'm saying. And 
that is something that I know I've certainly missed where movies back then, we got movies that would kind of like make a man cry. And those movies were kind of cool. And, and, uh, and something that were, that I think a lot of people enjoyed going to see, we don't really get those types of films anymore. And I'm not saying that that's necessarily the worst thing in the world, but it's something that I missed. And I was never really alive in that time where movies like that were being made, but I've been able to, to go back, watch them. And I've been able to appreciate what those films have done. and really got begun to treasure them. I've been really begun to treasure those films like Top Gun and many other, you know, Tony Scott action films and, and a lot of those movies that would, that would hit me in that way. And Top Gun Maverick is one of those movies to do that where my dad and I, we were just like completely like stunned and we just loved how that movie like made us feel, uh, how Top Gun Maverick just totally hit with us in that way. And I think it's going to be a movie that just about everybody can like. I it's There's something so charming about the film, but it, it, it's got a lot of emotion in it, got a lot of great action. I really think this is a movie that just about everybody can enjoy. And that is a, a great thing to receive nowadays. I'm really glad that we're getting a movie like this and we got and you know i i gave a lot of credit to tom cruise one of the last great uh, movie stars for sure uh, i'll watch anything that the guy does i mean he really has kind of earned his spot as one of the uh, quintessential actors nowadays but people still refuse to always give him his credit i'm not sure what exactly that is i mean we sneak and praise people like the rock kevin hart um, and nothing against those guys, but they play one note in every film that they are in, and they're the biggest action. St- they're like they're considered some of the biggest stars in the industry, and people shower praise on them. I think they're far more, you know, one noted or one note than Tom Cruise is. So I don't know why he doesn't always get the credit that he deserves. That's one of to quote uh, Maverick, or oh, one of life's great mysteries. And I, I'm not really going to focus on that much more through the episode, but man, I got to say Tom Cruise completely deserves respect for what he's done with this movie. He's made a movie that people want to see and are going to love every minute of, I mean, let's, let's get into the, let's get into the meat of the film because I, I spoke about it earlier in the first five minutes of the episodes in the credits. This movie had me hooked. Not a lot of movies do that. Not a lot of movies do that where, I went in with level expectations. I heard good things. I was excited, but I was also wanting to make sure I kept my expectations as level as possible. I did not want to come in with the highest of expectations because I've done that with movies and I've killed them for it because I've learned to have to come into movies with realistic expectations, or at least I have to try to. With the Batman, I failed, but thankfully that was an awesome movie and that didn't hinder it at all. And talking Maverick, I was coming in with these level expectations, and just in the first five minutes of the movie, in the opening credits, we get that, and I was in. Like I was in. I mean, it was just. I mean, we were seeing them on this this aircraft carrier where they're getting the planes ready, they're flying off, and then everyone starts playing and, and all that and, and boom i was in i i was pumped up i was ready to go i was ready to get into the meat of the movie i mean good lord i had just sat through freaking 15 minutes of trailers and amc stuff listen i know i'm kind of getting off track here but amc i'm going to speak directly to the theater because this is something i, I need to get off my chest and I don't know if you guys have been to an AMC theater recently, but every AMC theater, you've got to sit through 
all of this AMC 1920 to 2020, 100 years of movies and such and such, and oh, Coca-Cola and sponsorship, and you know, we get this big trailer for AMC, and then the IMAX thing pops up, and a new experience. Don't you experience a movie, don't watch it. Five, four, three, two, one, IMAX, and all of this stuff. And oh my gosh, I'm in an AMC theater. I know I'm in an IMAX movie. I don't need any more press for your movie. If you want to release little ads on YouTube, go ahead and do that. But I know I'm in an AMC theater, and if I'm in an AMC theater, that's because I like going to AMC theaters. I don't need all your ads and sponsorships because I'm here to go watch a film. And listen, even and I, I used to not have a problem with this. I used to enjoy watching, you know, the trailers and all that. That was always a fun thing. And I always, you know, would hear people say, oh, I'm ready to just get to the film. And I would go, I'm I'm okay. You know, like I enjoy watching these trailers. I'm kind of past that point now. I'm kind of past the point of watching 20 minutes of trailers. I am now ready to get to the film. And I've already seen these trailers like 12 times this year. I do not need to see them again. And I, I understand from a commercial standpoint, this is what they have to do. <clears throat> but I was ready to get into the film. We get into the film instantly. And I was just on board instantly. The energy, the patriotism. Like, we don't get a lot of patriotic films anymore. And on Memorial Day weekend, I was, like, I, I was in the mood for some patriotism. And this movie absolutely gave me that. Um, you know, there have been good movies about damaged people in the military i mean because it is a hard job and some people come out damaged and it's a really sad thing but i also think that there's a certain uh, a certain balance to that that hollywood is not struck where also there are some freaking really cool brave confident people in the military that are under a lot of stress but are doing their best for their country and uh and i think that that is a a very honorable thing it's i think it is the most honorable thing that you can do. I do. I'm laying down your life for your country, and even just going to go fight for your country is one of the most honorable things you can ever do as a human being. I do not think it gets more honorable than that. And I mean, there are maybe only a couple other things, but man, that is the the toughest job, and they do it. I mean, I'm a lot of these people are just trying to do their best out there, and that's what you really see in this movie. You see a lot of uh, a, a lot of people who are just going out there to fight for their country. And the movie assembles a great, I mean, a great cast of characters. What's crazy here is I was expecting to just like Tom Cruise and no one else. I did not think that the other people in the movie were going to be that, you know, relatable or that, you know, enjoyable to watch. That isn't the case. I, I, what this movie does, I think, very well is creating an entire cast of characters that you really do enjoy watching. And listen, make no mistake, this is a Tom Cruise movie uh, from top to bottom. It's about him. I mean, he is the center of the film. It's about his growth, first and foremost, having to learn how to adapt in this um role as a mentor and not as a trainee he's having to adjust to that role and also you know as Val Kilmer says he has to move on and uh and and kind of learn to let go right and that's a hard thing I understandably for somebody in the military to do where a lot of times it's absolutely essential 
that you have control. And I think that the movie gives him a just just a beautiful character arc because Tom Cruise is so good in this movie. I mean, he is a actor with range, and I think that he taps into that here. I mean, like, like I said, he is a movie star, and he feels like a movie star in this film. There are not a lot of great movie stars anymore, and Tom Cruise is one of the last ones. And, man, I was just loving the energy that he brought on screen. You could tell that this was an older version of the character in the 1986 film, and I was having a blast with him. I mean, throughout, I was just enjoying what he was bringing to the table and the the character arc that he goes through is is fantastic it's a great evolution for him and it's a, uh, a just a great arc that i was 100% on board for connected with it was what i needed going into the film and i don't think that there was any other better way to tackle this character i think the movie did it the exactly the perfect way and man i was just on board for this really fun character and like i said all these great characters in the cast, I mean, Miles Teller from Whiplash, a great film and a great performance by him. I think that he is oftentimes struggled to come into his own yet in this business. He's given other really great roles. I like that movie War Dogs that he did with Jonah Hill. He's been in other good stuff, uh, but I don't think that he has fully reached where he is kind of where he has kind of hit all the highs that he can as an actor. I think that the guy still has a lot more. Uh, to do, but he's an undeniably a, a very solid talent. He feels exactly like Anthony Edwards. He looks like Anthony Edwards. A and the relationship between Maverick and Goose in the 86 film was absolutely the center of the movie. I mean, sure, there was the romance and all that stuff, but really, I think what we liked the most about the movie was, was Goose and Maverick. That was really the center of the film, and the movie has to deal with a lot of pain and regret that tom cruise is feeling after after that you know the, the tragic death of goose and that is he's still dealing with some of the repercussions that that has that has that that has brought on him he has had to you know he he had to uh, uh hold a rooster back four years based on the wish of of his mother and uh, he's kind of having to grapple with some of the guilt that he feels over Goose dying in the 1986 movie. And he and Miles Teller are not seeing eye to eye. Miles Teller blames him for, you know, uh, the death of his father. And that is kind of the, 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 the I think the bond that I connected with the most is because Miles Teller, is, Miles Teller is so good as Rooster. I mean, he just absolutely hits the nail on the head. He looks a lot like Anthony Edwards from the mustache to the mannerisms. I mean, when he, went over to that piano to play great balls of fire. I was worried because that is like, I mean, that is a very of the time part of the original Top Gun, but something about the way that they played all that out. Um, I, I thought that I, I thought it worked perfectly. And I, and as soon as that moment worked, because I was worried when, when Rooster was going to that piano to play that song, I was worried. I was unsure as to whether or not they were going to be able to, to handle that in the proper way. They, absolutely do it i mean they they handle it in the perfect way and when that moment worked i knew that this movie was just going to work for me in, in 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 exactly the way that it needed to and the relationship between maverick and rooster how it grows over the film oh man it was a just an awesome an awesome growth and and the, and the how that whole thing comes to a conclusion i thought was absolutely beautiful and i'm gonna say this i mean i was getting emotional in the movie a, a few times and some of it had to do with you know the actual way that the 
the movie was working with the writing and all that. And then some of that, you know, we get to the Val Kilmer stuff. It was just like as a knowledge of of that man and, you know, watching the, the Val Kilmer documentary that came out last year, all of that stuff. I mean, I was aware that he was potentially going to be in the film, but I was worried how they were going to deal with that because with my dad particularly, who's a big Val Kilmer fan, and I like the man a lot as well. And, and it was hard watching that documentary and just seeing how, uh, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a sad and um, tragic thing. What's happened to him. It's very, very unfortunate. I wasn't sure if the movie is going to be able to handle that in the proper way, it absolutely does. It completely handles it the right way. And it has a lot of emotion in it. And man, I found myself in those Val Kilmer in that, in that big Val Kilmer scene, the, one of the big emotional scenes of the film, I was getting emotional. I mean, it was just, it was handled the perfect way. And uh, Val Kilmer is seeing him on screen for what I'm going to take a guess and say, he will probably be his last performance. Not not saying that he's gonna die right for this movie. I'm just saying that I don't see him returning to the big screen for any other project besides, you know, one of his most iconic roles as Iceman. And that was a beautiful, beautiful scene. And the you kind of see it through like how how Maverick and Iceman's relationship has grown, where they are now really good friends. And Iceman has helped Maverick out of a lot of situations. And really, what we understand from the jump of the film is that the only reason that Maverick is still in the Navy is because of Iceman. And because Iceman has gone up the ranks, Maverick is still a captain after many, many years. He has not um, boosted up the ranks at all. I mean, he's a very decorated captain, as, as he points out. But I mean, really, it's only because of Iceman that Maverick is still here. And that is something that Maverick has to grapple with is his inability to have changed with the times. And this is what the Ed Harris character talks about a lot is Maverick is a is a thing of the past. He's a relic. And, you know, Tom Cruise has the line, well, uh, not a relic yet. So uh, he believes that he still has more to offer. And that's kind of what this movie is about is how he's going to pass on the knowledge of, you know, he's clearly the best pilot in the Navy. I mean, the, the movie makes a clear point of that. And we, we absolutely see it. I mean, we knew he was a good pilot in the first film, but this movie absolutely proved it to me that I mean, he was a great pilot. He does some really cool maneuvers. And I, I, this is kind of brings me to the point of, you know, the choreography work, the actual stunts. Now, obviously, Tom Cruise is not flying F-18s, but he did a lot of work to make that feel real. And I, the final scene, uh, I, I won't spoil that, actually. But um, whew, anyway, I had to dodge that thing because we are doing a non-spoiler review here. Uh, but we, we get these moments where Tom Cruise, you know, you could tell that he did the training. But that really isn't the biggest part of the film. What, to me, what made the impact was how great the sound design is. I mean, what's crazy is this movie has potential to get Oscar nominations, I think. And if it doesn't get nominated for the sound design, I'll be shocked because it it, it completely deserves that. All of these stunts feel very practical. You can tell that there were cameras on the ground on these planes capturing these F-18s going around doing these crazy maneuvers on the all that stuff. You can tell that this was real work i mean the real practical work and the absolute minimal work of cgi i don't think there was any green screen or something like that or there they used it to an absolute minimum you can tell that a ton of work went into this and i saw these moves and they felt real i was like, holy crap how are they doing this i mean it was so crazy the work they were doing here i mean 
I, I just I absolutely commend the people behind this film for making that feel real because at the time in 1986, Top Gun was the best film that had you know dogfighting and, and planes and all that stuff. That, that was the best choreography, and and Top Gun Maverick has made that evolve where now it has the best the best choreography work and all of that i don't think any other world war movie or any military film has anything close to the work of top gun maverick where i mean they just perform it to the absolute perfection where i mean it felt real it felt visceral i i want to stress this if you're going to see this movie it is a hundred percent essential that you first see it in the imax theater i mean this is i think a must see for theaters maybe more than any other movie this year because the stunt work is so incredible so visceral the sound just absolutely hitting you in the right spot i was blown away i was just astounded because really in my mind I don't really find like plane sequences to be the most exciting form of action, but this movie completely convinced me that that was an opportunity because when we get to the third act of the film, I mean, the movie goes all out on this, on these, these plane sequences and it's perfect. I mean, it is, I mean, like not a lot of action movies are able to bring it together in the third act. This movie does. I mean, it's got the best the best uh, fly work that we see over the course of the film. It gets better and better and better, and it crescendos with the, the the third act, which is most important. So many action movies nowadays have their best moment in the second act. I think that you should try and have your best action sequence in the third act because, I mean, let's bring it all together with a big bang, right? Not a lot of action movies can do that anymore for some reason. They've just, they have failed to give us their best at the end, they always do it in the middle. It confounds me why they do that, but it happens so often. And man, the movie handles its action perfectly. You have all the investment in these characters because, like I mentioned, you really like these supporting actors. Uh, Miles Teller crushes it, it, crushes it. I wasn't sure if he would because, I mean, I understood he's, I mean, this is, it, it may seem simple, but. It's not exactly the most easy role that he's having to play here. And the scenes between him and Tom Cruise are stellar. They are fantastic. You also have all these other great characters in the background. Uh, I mean, I absolutely loved Glenn Powell's Hangman. Such a fun presence. He was just kind of, I mean, being as just dramatic as possible, swarming it up. He is kind of taking over the Iceman role here from Val Kilmer. You have this rivalry between Hangman and Rooster. I loved it. It felt like that uh, original Top Gun film and seeing how we kind of still had that dynamic here. That was a lot of fun. Glenn Powell, uh, perfect in the movie. I mean, he kind of pops in that uh, toothpick in one moment. I loved it. Uh, uh, really uh, major props to him because this performance was was so fun. I mean, everybody here is giving a fun performance. I mean, I absolutely loved the, uh, uh, oh, the Phoenix character uh, by Monico Barbero. That was a really fun performance. I like everybody here. This whole team is a lot of fun. And this is really one of the key components that, that Maverick is trying to stress for, for the team is that you guys have to be a team. And they all kind of come in here with their own agenda. They're not a, really a team. And that's kind of what Maverick has to build over the course of the movie is he's got to build these best of the best people into a team in order this for this to work because the movie kind of ends in a very Star Wars Episode Four manner, 
right? Where we kind of are building things up to this big mission where they got to drop a bomb in some ditch and right. And it's like an Iran type of thing. And they're playing as a team, and pew, 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 right? And it's a great action set piece when we get there. Um, I love the way that it built up. It was uh, uh, just a perfect buildup and the action was was fantastic. It had all the emotion in it because we were connected to these characters. I, I cared for every character that was in one of those planes. I did not want anyone to die. And man, they they handled it in the best way possible. I mean, when it comes to building a connection between the audience and the characters, I think the movie does a great job at it because it, it provides such a fun atmosphere for you to have for you to enjoy over the course of the film, but that you're loving what the, the characters are giving you. You're appreciating the, I don't know how you would say it, but the, the way the movie handles them is, I think, the best way possible. I, I loved it, loved the way it was done. I, I liked every character here. And, you know, bringing Jennifer Connelly in here, who, you know, it's interesting that they didn't bring Charlie from Top Gun 1986, but... You know, I, I quickly got over that because Jennifer Connelly and Tom Cruise, both in the same age range, thank the Lord. It's nice to see Hollywood is finally picking a, a romantic relationship between two actors that is, you know, realistic and, and not a little bit too dramatic. Everybody here is playing their age. Tom Cruise is playing a man in his mid-50s, and he has to come to terms with the age that he is at, that he, you know, is kind of having to, to grow into different shoes. And... Everybody here, the, the younger team, you know, like Miles Teller and, and Rooster, Hangman, Phoenix, they're all playing young characters. <laughs> and the movie handles everybody's age here. And I think a really um, in, in a appropriate way where you love the young characters and you love how the movie treats the older characters. I mean, believe it or not, Tom Cruise turns 60 really soon really soon like he's gonna be 60 and he's still pushing himself like that is in it is insane to me that tom cruise is still is, is still going at it the way that he is because i mean yes you can act in your 60s i'm not saying that you can't but i'm running saying is he is in these action roles and he's he's pushing himself to the limit physically he has clearly not found that limit yet because he is still going at it and man the he i think he hits the role uh perfectly here i mean it's a it's a tricky thing. I didn't know how they were going to necessarily deal with this older version of Maverick because I could see it going wrong in a lot of ways. But nope, the movie is smart. Yeah, this is a smart film that knows how it needs to handle its characters. I think it does it in the absolutely best way possible. I love that how the movie handled it, and it's because you care for these characters. You're loving the environment that you're in. It's why the film works so well. It's not coming in with a certain, you know, ideology or preachiness to it. It's just here to give you a good time. And it's a patriotic film. I want to stress that. I really needed this to be a patriotic film, especially Memorial Day weekend. I was I needed this to work as a patriotic film. And it doesn't express it outright, but you get that sense from the film. And it uh I was certainly impressed with the way the filmmakers handled it. Because I could have seen that going wrong in a lot of ways. I mean people in Hollywood oftentimes dog on our law enforcement, our people in the military, our cops, they're awful, right? And and listen, nobody's perfect, but when it comes to our military people who are out there protecting us, they deserve a, all the credit, right? And 
I thought that the movie handled that in the best way possible. And I, and I, and I keep finding myself saying that over the, the course of this review, the movie is handling these things in the best way possible. Not a lot of slips up, slip ups here. And the movie has flaws. I'm sure, I'm sure that I'm, I'm going to return to them and find them. But honestly, right now, there's nothing really that I can say here. I mean, from the score to the directing, everything here worked for me. Everything here. And it, it's such a breath of fresh air. I mean, action movies, I'm a, I'm an action movie fan, right? I, I, I like action movies when they're good, but when they're bad, they're, they're just awful. And I, they're just, they're just really bad. And I have not really gotten a good action film in a long, long time. Like that was just, that was what I wanted from an action movie. I'm, I'm going to look here at action films because to me, the genre has taken a, a noticeable dive uh, recently, and I just kind of want to see here. So, Northman, I would this is listed as an action movie, I wouldn't consider it to be that. Morbius, that was a piece of trash. Sonic that Jock 2, eh. Dumbledore, eh. Ambulance, there, and that's why I praised Ambulance for is, is like it felt like action movies of old. That was one of the reasons that I liked that film as much as I did, was it, it felt of a different time, and it didn't feel like it had been changed all that much by the new modern sensibilities that action movies have, where it was able to bring in really great modern techniques. The drone stuff looked great, but it also had a lot of the great action movie uh, cliches that I love. Uh, Lost City, and eh, not really an action film. Um, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, an evolution of action movies that shows how action can change, evolve, and get better. That's a good, that's a good way of how action movies have evolved. Adam Project, not really... Hyperion's uh, Uncharted. Uh, see, that Uncharted is one of those films where I look at it and go, "This is it, it's one of those films that has absolutely everything that I've come to hate about action, action films because of how mediocre it is. It is just so mediocre, and it's so CGI'd up. It's got two okay performances, right, where it's just, it's here, it's okay, you know, it's, it's got a couple jokes, and it's got an act, we gotta, we gotta search for the thing, you know, it's like, it's like Indiana Jones, remember Indiana Jones, and, and how we used to like the, we, we like Indiana Jones, so like Uncharted, like Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg, because they're gonna be doing an Indiana Jones type of thing, and you're gonna like it, um, yeah, not really, uh, that was not for me, Matrix Revolution, or Resurrections, nope, um, Spider-Man No Way Home was good, but not in an action movie way, Red Notice, a very similar case to Uncharted. Eternals was crap. No Time to Die, a good a good one. That was an example of an action film that I did like. But then you know, I look at Free Guy, Jungle Cruise, Snake Eyes, Black Widow, Mortal Kombat, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, you know, you just kind of begins to take a dive. Fast and Furious, Hobbs and Shaw. Godzilla, King of Monsters. But then, you know, we get some bright spots. John Wick, and then uh, the new Bob Odenkirk film, Nobody, Tenet. We've seen some nice evolutions and some nice reminiscence of action films, but they're few and far between nowadays. And Top Gun Maverick gets you in that 80s sweet spot where, yes, yes, I like I like the feeling that this movie is giving me, the adrenaline that's coursing through it, but also the heart and the care that the movie has for these characters. That, you know, I like what Top Gun had with those characters because I like the performances and I like the style, but this movie 
I'm going to say it, Top Gun Maverick, better than the first film. Let's get that out of the way here because I, you know, I've gotten some pushback, you know, from the family saying, no, 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 it's not as good as Top Gun. I disagree. I, I think that, you know, I love the style that Top Gun had, but this is even better. It's got that style, but it brings in what I like about modern films as well. And it's this beautiful evolution where I like these characters and I, I'm invested in the story and how these characters are going to grow. I care about each of these characters. When it gets down to the third act and, and you feel that tension ratchet up, I am on the edge of my seat here in every moment where I'm worried, oh, maybe this is this one's going to hit him or something like that, where I am just, boom, I'm invested. And I realized, holy crap, this movie has me <laughs> incredibly invested. And I was just, I literally had a smile on my face from the entire film. I was just, I was loving every minute of it. And, man, how rare is that nowadays? How rare is that? Where I've come on the show and I've said, yeah, it's, it's got a good thing, it's got a bad thing. You know, it's yeah, it's all right. Uh, I I say that so much with new films nowadays, and I and I've had to grapple with. I, I'm almost always on the edge of my seat as to whether or not I'm recommending the film, not if I'm invested in it. And uh, Top Gun Maverick just was just so in the element of what it needed to do, where it wasn't coming in trying to push an agenda or anything like that. I, it understood the assignment. It's, it was a good soldier. It understood the assignment and it executed it perfectly. I, I'm so amazed and stunned that the movie knew exactly what it needed to be because in all honesty, we did not need a Top Gun sequel. That was not something that anybody was really craving for. I'm sure people thought, oh, we know it would be fun, but no, I mean, we did not really need a sequel to Top Gun. I don't think anybody really thought that. We were all kind of interested, like, oh, what, what does Tom Cruise have to say as Pete Mitchell? I, I don't think any of us really thought that there was a whole lot there. But, man, I, I think we were all proved wrong because I have not talked to anybody who has seen this movie and disliked it. I haven't found one person. That's a crazy thing because every movie nowadays – there is some person out there, and I've been that person in the past, who does not like what everybody's loving. Or there's just this this, this hatred and divisiveness between those, oh, it's bad for this reason. <gasps> no, it's great for all these ridiculous reasons. I mean, the, I, I always go back to the Last Jedi discussion because that was the absolute pinnacle of bad film discourse where people were hating on it too much. And because people were hating on it so much, people were loving it too much. And the discourse between those two audience with, audiences were so vicious. And it was the absolute pinnacle of bad fandom or bad, you know, or, or bad movie fandom in general. I don't think it got any worse than the discourse around The Last Jedi. I am so glad that I've been able to come on here today and talk about a film that just works. I mean, it works in every aspect. It's a patriotic film. It's got characters that I'm invested in. I like. They're funny. I was laughing a lot in this film. I mean, Tom Cruise is a is a funny guy when he wants to be. He was kind of playing up to, you know, that kind of old man sensibility that he has kind of gained over the years. And then all of these young hotshot guys had really funny run run one lines. And the hangman character was a lot of fun. He was kind of having these little uh, banters with Rooster that I thought were really enjoyable. I mean, I'm just so happy that this film uh, kind of brought that that level of, I don't know, unity, whatever you want to call it. It worked. I mean, it worked. I don't think that this is going to be a film that, you know, a lot of people are going to hate. I think that there is something here for everybody. 
you may not even have to see the first Top Gun to see it. I think that certain things are going to work better for you. I would I recommend the first Top Gun. Therefore, I recommend you see it before the second film. If that if you don't want to, sure, go ahead. I think that there's still going to be something here for you where even if you don't like necessarily care that Val Kilmer is here, that's okay because there are these great dogfight sequences and new characters that are a lot of fun. And, man, I was just so in- invested, so so invested in the characters, in the story, in the themes. I liked what the movie was trying to say. I liked what it was talking about with how Maverick had to move on and evolve into this mentorship role and be that mentor for all of these younger students that were, or not students, but for these younger hotshot people like he used to be. And it was just a just a great evolution. I, I, I There's not really much more I can say here besides they do not the, the term they don't make them like they used to it feels very apt at times and Top Gun Maverick kind of brings back some of the sensibilities where it is kind of making them like they used to but it also has it, it has the the guts to evolve it is it is willing to not just play the tony scott note it it brings in its own sensibilities it feels of its own piece because it's bringing in new characters and it's not afraid you know to make tom cruise look a little old i mean at at times you know you get the guy he's in his 50s and he he can't do it every way like he used to he's got to change or he he needs to be able to mentor these people so that they can do what he did, right? And man, it, it was exactly it, it hit the nail on the head. It, it really, it really did. Now I've kind of already stated what I think works so well about this movie, but let's let's summarize it all up. Let's get to you know the big question: Do I recommend Top Gun Maverick? Absolutely, absolutely. I think that this is one of the most fun experiences you're going to have in a theater. And it's one of the most fun experiences I've had in the theater in a very long time. And I want to stress it. It's a must-see to watch this movie in a theater on an IMAX screen because the sound design and the stunt work, the planes, it's so it's so well done. The action sequences are spectacular. They get your blood pumping. And, man, they feel so visceral. They feel real because they are real. And that's why I – you know, I – CGI has its benefits, but I do not think CGI has ever beaten the benefits that having an actual practical stunt can have. I, I they, they very rarely do the same thing I, or provide the same feeling. I think the practical almost always beats CGI, and this is what action films have just not understood recently. I mean, Uncharted you know, it's just a, a big CGI posh wash piece of work. And then you get a smaller movie like Ambulance that was not done for as much money, but feels so much more visceral, so much more real and exciting. Top Gun Maverick is the same thing, where it has a, a, these great dynamic action sequences. And it's also, moving on to my next point, it is a patriotic film. And that is what this movie needed to be. I needed this to be a patriotic film. And those are movies that we do not get anymore. I mean, we just do not get patriot patriotic films anymore. And I was so thankful that Top Gun Maverick had that type of, you know, 
uh, it, it's not spoken outright, but it you know you get that sensibility from the film, which specifically on Memorial's Day weekend was a hundred percent what I needed. And then Tom Cruise, man, the guy I've been praising for about an hour now, he really does do it. I mean, he knew what audiences wanted to see. I, I don't understand how he did, but with practical stunts and characters that we like and this this great character growth and these themes that are actually touching, and I, I found myself getting choked up between the stuff between Maverick and Rooster and, and Iceman and Val Kilmer, all that great stuff. I was getting touched. I was getting a little emotional. And I, 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 I mean, he, he really did do it, guys. I, he, he did it. He gave us a great sequel to Top Gun, and one that I think outclasses the original, which is one that I really do like and enjoy. But man, this film is even better. It's even better, and and Tom Cruise is uh, is capable of not always, you know, hogging up all the spotlight because he is the main character here, and the movie is about him, but. It's about other characters as well. You care for the rooster character and, and Jennifer Connelly's character. You like you like other people in this movie besides just Maverick. And that's you know, and he is so good in this movie. But Jennifer Connelly has great chemistry with Tom Cruise. Miles Teller as Rooster knocks it out of the park. Hangman was a lot of fun. Phoenix was a lot of fun. They're, they made me laugh. I was having a blast with these new characters, and I was having a blast with Maverick again, which was ex was just so much fun. It, it was so much fun. I, I really do think this is a movie that people should go see. I mean, Tom Cruise, one of the last great movie stars of our time. I don't think that we are going to get many more movie stars in the future. I love this movie. I really did. It's one that I'll be up for seeing again. Honestly, it was such a fun experience. I think it'll be fun Again, I don't see it just being a one-time thing. I think I'm going to have fun with this movie again because it's – even though all of the plain stuff is a lot of fun, there the movie has an atmosphere, a vibe to it that I could get into. And I just had a really fun time jumping back in this universe, having time with these characters, the music, you know, Hans Zimmer and Lorne Bothell, you know, Lady Gaga as well. You know, the, the music's great. It gets you into the film. The director, I want to credit him a lot because Joseph uh, – Kaczynski has killed it. I mean, he crushed it with, I mean, just a, a movie that looks spectacular. He put all of these great themes and characters together to make, I think, I, what, what is this, my second favorite film of the year? I think I said it was my second favorite film of the year when I put up. Yep. I, I think this is my second favorite film of the year, which is crazy. I mean, that is crazy becoming, I mean, I didn't think Top Gun Maverick was going to be nearly as good as it was. And I'm putting it right underneath the Batman as my second favorite movie of the year. I mean, holy crap. I mean, wow. Wow. I'm stunned. I cannot believe that this movie, a sequel to a Tony Scott 80s film, is, I mean, completely blew me away in a way that most movies have not recently. Uh, all the credit um, goes to Top Gun Maverick. It's a fun, patriotic um, touching film, and it's a blast from start to finish. I mean, I'm telling you guys, five minutes in, I was in this film. I was in, and I was ready to go. It's a great theater experience. There was a guy in the front, uh, in the row in front of me. There was talking a little bit in the trailers. I was worried, but thankfully he shut up, and I had a great time. Uh, the lady next to me, on the edge of her seat, 
this movie uh, really did take my theater over in there. I, we, I made sure that we got to the end. I, I clapped for it. It deserves it. It's a lot of fun. A strong recommend to Top Gun Maverick. Absolutely unprecedented. What a blast. What a great film. Emotional, fun, great characters. Uh, what more could you ask for from a film? The Top Gun Maverick really does deliver the full package. It's not two and a half hours. It's around the two hour and ten mark. I mean – it's paced well guys i have no complaints here i gave it about a nine out of ten i'll return to it at some point it is one of the most fun times i've had in the theater recently it's an absolute blast so strong recommended top gun maverick we've got a lot of other stuff coming up on the podcast and i'm very excited i mean we got are continuing the harry potter retrospective i'm going to finish ozark this weekend i promise it is going to happen. We will finish Ozark this weekend, and it will be awesome. I will return with a review, and I'm, I'm excited to talk about that show. And then when Better Call Saul finishes off July 11th, I will give you guys my review for that season, for that show, and then my top 10 shows of all time, which is going to be a really fun episode as well. Jude and I are also going through the show Stranger Things, something I've heard of. You know, I don't know much about this show. Uh, I've heard it's all right, uh, but I'm giving it a shot to see if it keeps my attention. Uh, but in all honesty, this was a show that I have no interest in seeing, but felt like it was a part of pop culture I needed to be a part of, so I gave it a watch. We are four episodes into season one. Maybe I'll be able to give a review for the final season if we blow through it really quickly. I doubt it, but we'll see if that can happen. I mean, people really do love this show, and it's pretty good so far. I I, I think it's a good show. Not not Ozark. It's not Better Call Saul, but it's a, it's a fun show. So Top Gun Maverick, loved it. Was uh, really an incredible experience. I highly recommend you guys check this out. Haven't spoken to anybody who didn't like it. It was a lot of fun. Wow. I'm, I'm so stunned, honestly. I'm, I, it's a, I've had a day to process it. I'm recording it Saturday. I saw it Friday night at 7.45 p.m. And I'm still, in a way, stunned. I mean, I'm, I got the music playing on my phone. Uh, you know, Not right now, but I've been listening to the soundtrack. It's a gr- great music. Uh, just a, a, an atmosphere that I could really get a part of. And it's almost a similar case to No Way Home where it is just there to entertain you and that's it. And it doesn't really feel like it needs to do much more than that. It just needs to give you characters that you like and fun stunts and directing and a theme that I can get into. And boom, it does it. And it's one of the best films of the year. It just shows you you don't have to be preachy with every single freaking film. Just give us a really fun time and – a patriotic military movie is that you know i don't know if i didn't even know hollywood could do that but they did it and man it it paid off i think it's gonna make a lot of money it may not do that well overseas because this isn't a a patriotic film but who freaking cares i mean i'm glad that we got it it's fun and yeah it's a strong recommend guys go watch top gun maverick on the big screen imax it's a must see Please go watch this movie. It was an absolute blast. And watch Tony Scott's original Top Gun. Uh, a great duology. The sequel is even better. I think this is already one of my favorite sequels. I mean, it so good. So good. 
thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. It was a blast getting to talk about this movie. And as always, I ask for a simple five stars on Apple Podcast and Spotify. I always request, you know, if there's any topics or rankings, movies you want me to tackle, you can do that through moviemaniacs2020 at gmail.com. I put the Gmail in the description of every episode. If you got a question you want to ask me, just click it and I'll answer it on the show. Um, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. It was a blast. And, uh, man, it, it, it really was a, a great film. Really great film. Thank you guys so much for listening to this movie. And I'll see you on the flipper flop. <laughs>